We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the best of the joke show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Happy Thursday. I am Dan Day, and on the way, the Joe Rose Show, going to be getting a positive message about the NBA from Brian Scalabrini. Dan Lebetard Show, covering tequila shots, stugats, and juggling, then Hawk and Dono diving into Myers Leonard's menu. Right now, though, let's dive into these headlines. Despite leading 1-0, Inter-Miami lost an extra time last night to Orlando City. 2-1 today in the MLS, Philadelphia defeated NYCFC 1-0. The ACC will not start fall sports until at least September 1st. The Canes football team still plans to open the season September 5th against Temple. Marlins draft pick Max Meyer threw his first bullpen session yesterday at the team facility in Jupiter. Miami opens the season in Philly against the Phillies August 4th. Tiger Woods will make his first PGA appearance since the beginning of coronavirus pandemic next week at the Memorial Tournament in Ohio. Patriots receiver Julian Edelman, who is Jewish, has invited Eagles receiver Deshaun Jackson to the National Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. The invite comes in the wake of Jackson posting anti-Semitic comments online, which he has since apologized for. Myers Leonard has released a video tour of his life inside the Orlando NBA bubble. He says the food is okay, the bed is average, and the Wi-Fi is shaky. Miami opens against Denver August 1st. And now, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. Ah, a koala bear recently climbed around a warehouse in Australia. Best day ever for those warehouse workers. Well, ever since they got a cup of free coffee. Telling you, it is not easy working in a warehouse. And koala bears are pretty awesome. British people are asking and calling the cops, 911 in fact, saying they've incorrectly received items like a freezer. The police are asking you not to do that. But if you do get donuts incorrectly delivered to your house, go ahead and call them. They'll be there. If you love KFC and live in the UK, show them how much you love them and you could win a year's supply of their chicken. Who wants to get fatter? One sexpert claims that if your partner won't have sex with you while you're on your period, you should break up with them. <laughs> no problems with that here. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast. Chance of rain with temperatures in the low 80s. Ugh, this coronavirus basically has everyone going. Ugh, so it was a little refreshing this morning when Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, 
talked to former NBA player Brian Scalabrini, and he actually kind of had a positive message on the NBA and the restart. Also, what is Rajon Rondo really like? Are the Celtics cool with Ray Allen? How much does Steph Curry really practice? And diving into dating Instagram models. Ryan, good morning. Thanks for the time. As always, hopefully you and the family are staying safe. Yeah, everything's good here up in uh, up in Boston. Um, but I am geared up. I'm more optimistic about this bubble than I was a week ago, I think. I just think that these guys are going to figure out a way to get this thing done. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I think even there, there might be a couple of hiccups, Brian, but, but I think you're right. The quarantine and games and everything. By the way, we're hearing complaints about that food. Some of that food pictures and some of that food. They're going to have to pick it up. Those NBA guys ain't eating those uh, three-day-old ham and cheese sandwiches. What would you think? I don't know, man. Like, I think everyone has a choice. Like, if you're an NBA player and you walk in and you say, I want something different, they're not going to accommodate you. I get it, man. The world seems to be like, hey, look at me. Life is tough for me right now. But I'm telling you, I've been an NBA player. If you want something different, all you got to do is ask for it. You know, like, complaining about it, it's just like, it's all for social media. It might not be real. It works. (laughs) We're all cracking up going, oh, my God, the NBA guys are getting that cheap Disney food, man. That's uh, that's unbelievable. Brian, I got to ask your question, Brian. Are you uh, ready to play just in case the Brooklyn Nets call you? They still have two spots left. Yeah. And they, they seem to be well, you ready? dropping guys. Right. Are you ready to are shoot ready back to up play? if they need it? Yeah. Right. yeah. Hey, I'm ready. I'm always ready to play. It's so funny about this this whole quarantine thing, right, and, and the bubble. There are guys out there, there are teams out there that they're acting like they don't want to be there. And then you use, like, your Miami Heat. I think the Rockets are one. The Lakers are definitely one. Besides the Avery Bradley and the Dwight Howard hiccups, it seems like a lot of guys are, like, chomping at the bit, and they, they realize there's an opportunity right now to steal a championship if you can get one. It'll always go down. That banner will go up. It won't it won't show, you know, the Orlando bubble or the coronavirus or any of that stuff. So it's funny how there's a divide of teams that really want to be there and other teams that it seems like they're just like biding their time. Well, we'll know that real quickly because you can't hide that one. I, I'm with you on, on on that part. Hey, by the way, I want to ask you, you know Rondo as well as anybody. I saw pictures of Rondo. He looks like he just decided not to play basketball and start lifting weights. He looks great. What kind of guy is, is Rondo? He's had great experiences, I guess, with some of the Boston teams and some other places. He just seems like a miserable dude. Let's just back up for a second here. Like, I've played with a lot of Hall of Famers. I've played with, like, Jason Kidd as my point guard, who is, like, a basketball savant. IQ is off the chart. But Rondo is by far the smartest player I've ever played with. And, and he's just one of those, like, intellectually intellectual guys that sees the game differently than most. And, you know, he wants things to operate a certain way, and it's not done right. You can't just give him a lot of fluff. Like he, everything has a purpose. I think he's really motivated. And I think him and LeBron speak the same language. I, I will say this: his commitment to his body of late. As you get older, you realize that you you know you got to be stronger. You got to be able to hold your ground. You got to be more efficient. Being stronger uh, helps you have uh, longevity in this league. But I, listen, he has his fair share of run-ins with coaches or, or doesn't like a certain thing or the way he treats the media. But he's always been really good to me. I think he's okay. like I said yeah. one of the smartest players I've ever played with. Can Just a follow-up to that, since you know Ray Allen lives down here. Rondo and Ray Allen ever going to be on the same page uh, with some of the other Boston guys? Are they ever going to accept Ray again? Or, or, or What's your uh, thought on that whole thing? I, listen, I'm sure Paul Pierce is cool with it, but knowing Garnett and knowing Rondo the way that I know them, like, maybe you know time heals all wounds or whatever it may be, but the fact that he went to Miami, and really, uh, it, when those guys felt like they had a chance to beat Miami, I think he just rubbed Rondo and 
KG the wrong way. So I don't know if they'll ever get on the same page. I will say this. I'm a big, big Ray Allen fan. I think that with, like a lot of people talk about Kevin Garnett and the culture that he brought to the Boston Celtics. Ray Allen is just as much a part of that as well. Like getting to the gym three and a half hours early, setting the tone for a lot of young guys, a, a lot of be a professional so I mean I love Ray and when I left Chicago that whole like divorce sort of happened when I wasn't here but when we were here Rondo when I was here Rondo and Ray were like best of buds and but wow it, really? it, it's one thing you you know how it goes with like sometimes this divide and, and for whatever reason it, it happened and those guys are strong personalities KG and Rondo have strong personalities so I think I think Ray should be a part of this whole crew I mean it wasn't for him like I'm sure Kevin Garnett never would have came to Boston it's a good point Right? Have you ever seen a guy, by the way, in all your years in the NBA, train and work out like Ray Allen does? Because you just said like three and a half hours early to the gym. Oh man, these we are like it. these are legendary workouts that everyone this that guy, plays with Ray talks about. Right? This guy shot more threes, and he got a. There got to be a record for a guy that shot that many threes in his life in practice. Wow. Ray was a hard worker, no question about it. I, I loved his approach to the game. He's very consistent in what he did. But I got a chance to coach Steph Curry. I, I'm not trying to disrespect Ray at all. I think before. I met Steph Curry. I thought that Ray Allen was the hardest working guy, the most consistent guy I've ever seen. And then I saw Steph work, and it's like a whole nother level. I've never really? seen anything like that. And like, people don't understand the amount of work that he puts in. And, and he would have three games in four nights, and on his off day, he'd have pra- he'd practice, or, or he'd do his treatment, and come back at night and shoot again. The guy was like incredible. And, and very similar. No one talks about Steph being in great shape. Like Ray, everyone talks about Ray being in great shape. And now listen, I'll tell you, on the off day, Ray would run five miles on the treadmill. On a game day, he'd do two and a half. And, and like I said, I'm not trying to put Ray down at all. Like, I think at the time, of all the players I've ever played with, 11 years in the NBA, Ray was the hardest working guy. And that is until I saw Steph Curry. I, I could not believe the amount of work that he could do and he could sustain without getting tired. Hey, hey Brian, there's a there's another really good story that, that I kind of knew about, but I, I don't think we really understand. The one in Salt Lake City with Utah would go Bear and Donovan Mitchell. I thought maybe it was just over this COVID-19 thing, but uh, that's pretty deep. You've seen this before between one and two. I don't know if we have it with Embiid and Simmons or not, but do they get that worked out or do you see one guy leaving? How do you see this playing out in Utah? Yeah, when Donovan Mitchell got really upset about the way that Rudy Gobert acted you know, towards the coronavirus. I knew right then, like, listen, I've been a part of the NBA for such a long time. Like, if a dude was cool with another guy, he ain't going to be upset about what Rudy Gobert was doing. But what Donovan Mitchell did at that time was use the way Rudy Gobert acted as an excuse to kind of show the world that I'm not happy with him. But if you think that that was just about COVID, you're like, right. you, you don't understand the NBA. That was that runs deep. And that could be, you know, as simple as Rudy Gobert bails out of pick and roll coverages. Rudy Gobert wants the ball more than Donovan Mitchell thinks yep. he should have the ball. You know, by the way, Rudy Gobert leads the NBA in screen assists. I mean, like every time he sets a screen, it's more times than not. Anybody else in the NBA, that guy gets a a shot and they score. It could be a pick and roll. It could be an off-ball right. screen. For whatever reason, I don't understand why Donovan Mitchell doesn't like Rudy Gobert. I think like if you're a guard, and there's a lot of guards out there that would take all Rudy Gobert's problems with the COVID or whatever you want to look at, Gobert's a big-time player, and Donovan Mitchell, he could say he wants somebody else, but you, you don't know what you're going to get. And I, I Listen, I'm not there every day. I don't see the interaction between the two. I don't see why they don't get along, but I knew right away this wasn't about COVID. This is about 
how styles play, how they want to play. Maybe they just don't like the way that, that Bill Bear uh, operates on the offensive end. Maybe um, Donovan Mitchell thinks he'd rather have a like a range shooting five, a guy that can create more space for him than a guy is plugging up the middle. But that had nothing to do with COVID. Scal, the GM, who are you taking? If you'd only take one of those guys because one of them wants to bolt, who are you keeping on your roster, by the way? It just depends on what I can get for the other one, right? I don't. Right. I'm not going to make one decision over the other. I don't know how other people look at it. I know that Donovan Mitchell would be highly wanted out there because of his right. position. But there to win it all, you need guys like that. You know, so, listen, it's just a matter of what I can get, where my organization is going. I'm not sure that I would get rid of either one of them. I would just tell them to make it work, man. It's a big boy league. you got to grow up and then you're, you can take your different side. Hey, Shaq yeah. and Kobe, to a certain extent, those guys regret breaking up. They could have been That's dominant right. for years and years and years. Right. I, I I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of just because two people don't like each other, all of a sudden you got to get one out. That's I don't, I've never bend over backwards like that for players. you got to make it work. You're like, come on. We don't always work with people we like. It's just How about Simmons and B? Just a little follow-up to uh, not always a love affair. Does that one work, or do we got to get rid of one guy, or does Philly make that work with those two? Uh, like, once again, I, I try to make it work. This would be interesting, like, down in uh, down in the bubble, because, remember, they're 29 at 2 at home, and they were pretty good at home. Ben Simmons is pretty good at home. I wonder if it's more like home or is this more like the road? You know, I think the two of those, the biggest problem has nothing to do with being inside of Philly, the locker room and everything. I think it's outside noise, agents, family, Kardashians, whatever it may be outside of this, uh, outside of the team. I think it divides that team. I think they. I think it'd be great to hear the people around them telling them, "Hey, you guys got to figure out a way to make this work." Not just like, "Hey, it's his fault." Hey, it's this guy's fault. I, I just, that behavior in 2020 is. I, I just. I can't get with it. I just think that people have to realize that there are so many different types of people out there, and who cares if they're different? Figure out a way to make it work. And that's what Brown's got to figure out a way to make it work. Like I don't. I'm just not a big fan of it's not working out. Let's get rid of one. I just think you got to figure out a way to make it happen. Hey, hey, Brian, can I ask you another one? And I don't know how to say this because you're a pretty stable guy, but I got to bring it up. Why are so many dudes now dating Instagram models? When the hell did Instagram <laughs> models become? I mean, I like looking at their pictures. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of those likes guys. That's me. But, like, I don't know, man. Instagram models, like, what are your thoughts yeah, on Instagram so, models? Yeah, so here's the problem that I, I think this world – has gotten to and listen not everybody but obviously there's a small percentage of people i think people are really consumed with getting people to follow them and getting people to like them so if you're a guy in the nba and you did an instagram model and you show up a few pictures your likes can go from whatever 50,000 likes to 100,000 likes which you get more momentum and i think so many people are so focused on that that they do things and they they almost live their life for the likes or for the comments or for the followers, like as opposed to, you know, is this person really right for me or not? You know, yeah. but I don't know how old you are, but when I was younger, I, I, I met a girl in college and, and we made it work and it was like, I got married really young. I do commend these guys for not getting married early, waiting until they're 30 something before they settle down. And just, I, it, I do think there's uh, some good things that come from waiting, especially when you're an NBA player. It's a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle that's not really great for family. And then later on down the road, if you want to settle down, that's great. But usually people don't settle down with Instagram models. That's kind of like yeah. the, you know, the thing of the month or the thing of the year. Brian, I slept with everything, just so you know. And if I, I, <laughs> I said whatever, whatever would, would help me, I, I, I tried everything. I'm not, I didn't always have great success, but it wasn't from lack of trying. 
Hey Brian, thank well, you. What were man. you doing it for? Was it all for the likes? Like, what was the what was the point? It was just all well, for there, you, right? Yeah, it right. was just yeah. I, I was I, I even threw out a couple I love yous on the first time I met him, just to give you an idea how bad a human being I am. <laughs> you could be bad, but there are worse out there. We know that. So you know, <laughs> right. everyone's version of you might be that might be bad for you now, but back then yeah. probably actually not too bad. Man, I'd love to see those Instagram models. I'd give them a run, no question about it. Down here in South Florida. <laughs> Hey, Brian, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right, see ya. Quote Joe Rose on that, I slept with everything. Just letting it sink in. You can catch more fun with the Joe Rose Show weekday mornings, 5 to 10, right here on 560 The Joe. Up next, having some fun with the Dan Lebitard Show. We've had our fair share. We see Dan Patrick. Chris and I lock eyes. We're like, how can we get over to Dan Patrick, introduce us and ourselves as Dan Levitard's Danettes instead of his Danettes, and we go over there and talk to him, chop it up with him for a little bit. That's just minutes away here on the Best of the Joe Show. Oh, make me over. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am a Dan Day, listening to some whole celebrity skin, because today is Courtney Love's Ooh, what a great hot mess of a woman she is. 56th birthday. Song actually written by Smashing Pumpkins lead singer Billy Corgan, who Courtney Love dated on and off many, many times in her life. Billy Corgan said, let me write you a hit. It's going to be huge. And he came up with Celebrity Skin. And lo and behold, it is the band Hole's biggest hit and probably Courtney Love's biggest hit. Just taking it back to the 90s for a little bit. Let's step into present day Dan Levitard's show. Some of the guys are on vacation, but some of the guys are still there. And they are talking about wooing Dan Patrick at Dan Levitard's wedding, plus tequila shots, stugats, and juggling. I believe that there's a story here on the Dan Levitard show that needs to be told as well, too. I'm hearing rumors of an adventure, like a choose-your-own-adventure book thing that went down at Dan's wedding. Who uh, Who's going to tell the story here? Billy? All right, Anthony? so... No, I, Tony. Tony's so got it. We're all, all three of us are actually entrenched in this story at different times, so we're almost going to tell it non-linear, okay? So Chris and I, okay. obviously, we've had a couple. It's it's open bar at Dan's wedding. We're having a great time. The, it's a who's who of ESPNers of a lot of great people. One person in particular who's obviously no longer with the company, Dan Patrick. Chris and I see him at a distance. And this is probably what, Chris, like maybe three, four, five hours into the open bar and the festivities yeah. of the party. Right, so so we, we've had point. our yeah. fair share. Yes, we've had our fair share. We see Dan Patrick. Chris and I lock eyes. We're like, how can we get over to Dan Patrick, introduce us and ourselves as Dan Levitard's Danettes instead of his Danettes. And we go over there and talk to him, chop it up with him for a little bit. And in, in, in that time, we see Billy and his beautiful wife. They're standing there kind of in the middle between us and Dan Patrick. So we kind of mosey on over to Billy. He and Billy, Billy carved a great space about that, three or no. four feet right next no. to He's the Dan scout. Patrick. Billy was the scout team of the Dan Patrick right. uh, confrontation. Got it. This is, all, this is all a very flattering version of what actually happened. Chris and Anthony were buzzing around the entire night. Chris more so than Anthony that I could tell. Anthony was kind of calm and cooler about trying to talk to as many famous people 
as possible. Chris, you would see like, because it was more of like a buffet style thing where you would sit down and choose your tables. But Chris's family is friends with Dan, with Dan. So he was sitting with his family. So you could tell he, he didn't love his seating placement in terms mm. of proximity to celebrity. So you would see when people would get there, Chris would kind of just dart from side to side heading towards, you know, like the Minas of the world or Dominique Fox or, or Pablo or whoever. But Dan Patrick was someone who was in the cool table and Chris was not in the cool table. So Chris didn't get the opportunity to interact with him. So this was later on after the dinner was done, there was music playing and everyone was just kind of hanging out, mingling, whatever. Me and my wife went to the back bar, which is where Dan Patrick was talking to, you know, someone that he used to work with, a colleague, whoever it was, right? A former colleague. And we were just, you know, getting a drink by the bar, but we were standing there I wasn't going to bother Dan Patrick. I don't need to say, hey, Dan Patrick, I'm Billy, I'm producer, Dan, whatever, right? It's just, I would be awkward doing that. I didn't want to do that. Lo and behold, moments later, Chris and Anthony, for the first time in the night, show interest in speaking to me and are talking to me and my wife. And I immediately realize after a couple, like, just small talk pleasantries that they're not even looking at us while they're talking to us. They're looking behind me. So I realize what's going on here. They're just trying to find a way to get to Dan Patrick. So I tell Chris, I go, because he's like, I just want to talk to Dan Patrick, whatever. How do you think I should do it? I go, if you really want to get in with Dan Patrick or you want to have like an epic moment, you should do a shot with him. And the perfect way to get him to do a shot, it isn't going to be, hey, I'm Chris Cody. I want to do a shot. What you need to do is you need to go get Stugat and you need to get him to come to the bar because Dan Patrick will do a shot with Stugat because Stugat will not take no for an answer and he'll just right. order a thousand shots and just hand it. No, no, no. We're doing a shot. We're doing a shot. Yes. Exactly. So you need to go get Stugat and then t- talk him into doing because Stugat will do a, a shot with Dan Patrick for the story also. So they went and they got Stugat to come over and then they got the shot situation to happen where they're handing it out to everyone and Dan Patrick's uh, part the of best. it. And then they did not leave Dan Patrick's side uh, for at no. least 45 minutes. I juggled yeah. for him. I, I'm a juggler. I know how to juggle. No I juggled for Dan way. Patrick. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, but Wait a minute. Yes. You you got to the point where you were such a hanger on that you had run. At, like, at what point does the juggling skill of this 45 minute, this can't be right off the top, right? This isn't your first, like, were you running out of material? How did the juggling <laughs> thing come about? I think there was like a bowl, you know, decorative I bowl think, of just I fruit. Think. So I was just like, you know, it's just like, I just happened to start <laughs> juggling two balls with one hand and I'm I'm just like, you know, as like, one balls. casually does, I just yeah, started balls. juggling two balls. But to, 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 to jump in on what Billy said, though, what we did, we used Billy as a lily pad. That's called the lily pad technique where we mm. jumped to Billy and then we were like, all right, we got to get over to Dan Patrick. And then we, oh, it was a great shot. We got everybody involved. It was great. So speaking of this shot, uh, what was it that you felt was worthy of handing to Dan Patrick? It was tequila. Oh. Okay. It was a tequila was shot a that lime? we all shared with each other. No, uh, but there was no lime. It, it was, was a just... shot of embarrassment is what I, I, well, I was going to say. Lime. I juggled what, the lime. Let me, let me ask you this. The shot story, I don't care about. I'm wondering, Tony, at some point, did you see Chris starting to juggle and did you stay with the juggling exhibition that was going on with Dan Patrick at Dan Lebetard's wedding or did you slowly remove yourself kind of like Homer Simpson back in the hedges in that meme. So Chris and I are standing next to each other. We're a tag team, you know, duo in this venture of going to to talk to Dan Patrick. So as we're there talking to him, 
We're kind of chit-chatting back and forth. Uh, Stu Gatz is there. We're making fun. And then I see Chris starting to run out of material, and that's when he starts glancing over, sees a couple oranges, and says, you know what? I can go over here, and and, hey, Dan Patrick, look what I can do. (laughs) At that point, I start kind of like moving away, and Stu Gatz and I start walking towards something else. So at one point, it's Chris and Dan Patrick side by side, (laughs) him juggling, and Dan Patrick just watching him juggle for about 10 seconds. He was impressed. He was impressed. In Chris's defense, if I remember correctly, one, it didn't go well because he had just taken a shot and that was not his only alcoholic consumption of the night. Okay. If I remember correctly, Dan Patrick seemed to enjoy it. He seemed to be amused and I think that others may have also tried to juggle after Chris did so unsuccessfully. I think Dan is off air now, right? Can we, I mean, we got 45 minutes to make this happen. It's a big ask. I almost feel like at some point, I'll text McLovin, that's my only connection to that. I feel like we need to see if someone asked Dan Patrick, would he remember someone, one Chris Cody, actually juggling at said wedding? 100% he would. 100% he would. So I I have another thing, too, that he might remember, because I have a very distinct haircut when I do get my haircut. Obviously, during the quarantine, we've been having a little bit more of a difficulty with the haircuts. But what I do is basically I keep my hair long on the sides, and then I have it short on the uh, the bottom. At that point, Dan Patrick said, look at this guy's hair. You guys let him do this. So I think that might trigger his memory a little bit, too. More so than the juggling. Okay. I just love that this whole story... Then Chris Cody having two balls in one hand and juggling. This whole story was prefaced with I think, and if I can remember correctly, okay. and this is hazy and all of that. Oh, I'm going to find this video of me juggling for Dan Patrick, and I will show It's on video? It's on video. Of course it is. It's on video. My wife, I was like, you better get this. I was like, honey, get this. Get this. Yes. What did your wife say? Did you say, honey, get this, and you made her film? She generally is embarrassed by me in public events like that. Okay, just as long as we're all on the Honey, same page. Honey, get the video out. I'm going to juggle for Dan Patrick at Dan Lebetard's wedding. And the only thing sadder than that is the fact that your wife at some point goes, okay, sweetie, I will do that. Thank you, Chris Content. That's why they call him the better half. Drunk celebrity videoing. Whoo, that's tough. Gets tougher, though, with Hawk and Dino. Listen to this. That's not even correct. <laughs> but it's continue. a bolognese. bolognese. But it's just his bag of bits. This has nothing to do with Meyer Leonard's order, and it has nothing to do with what I wanted to talk about, but he's just got this bag of bits today, and I can't get out of the way of it. Solana's got his bag of bits on the way, plus got another music birthday here on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. And that is the White Stripes. Jack White celebrating his 45th birthday today. A little icky thump. I know I could have played Seven Nation Army, which is probably the White Stripes' most famous song. And it would fit a sports station because it seems like every sporting event you go to They play Seven Nation Army, but Iggy Thump is my favorite White Stripes song, so I figured I'd just share it with you. The genius that is, Jack White. Groovy right there. Of course, White Stripes no longer together because Jack and Meg divorced, and Meg doesn't like to get out very much. Jack likes to work constantly, but with different people all the time. He's got about 50 different bands 
But, oh, man, you really can't go wrong with some white stripes. So happy birthday to Jack White. A lot of what he does is genius. Some of what he does is undercooked, I'll be honest. But for the most part, musical genius. Always genius with Hawk and Dono. They're on from 3 to 6 right here on 560. The Joe, remember, you can download the podcast for their show, this show, or any of the shows wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. Earlier today, Hawk and Dono joined up with Solana and talked maybe a little bit too much soccer. Also, they got into Myers Leonard's menu, and Gino Toretta is a Heisman Trophy winner. I made the mistake starting the show at 2 o'clock asking for Dono and Solana's observations on the Inter-Miami game last night, and I thought we were going to talk about observations like, you know, whether you should pump in crowd noise or whatnot. And what I got was almost a minute-by-minute breakdown of the actual (laughs) soccer match, and it was interminably painful. And so if you want to hear that, use the radio.com rewind feature because I am not doing that exercise again. Some people love it. I am. <laughs> no one loved it. No, I am, people told us they loved it. That was your dad in the other room. <laughs> I am fascinated. <laughs> I am fascinated by Alejandro Solana. He is becoming, you know, I love the, the mall food court beat. Uh, he is becoming the expert on NBA bubble food. I've noticed this, Solana. You tweeted last night, uh, you had Myers Leonard's room service order at the Coronado Springs. Here was his order. Lobster bisque, burger medium with no tomatoes, chicken strips with honey mustard, and four Coors Lights. Wow, my man. So now, how did you get that info, uh, Solana? So Myers Leonard yesterday, uh, he was in the bubble that he'd arrived yesterday. He went on Instagram Live. So anytime the hammer is on IG Live, I jump on. He's an entertaining (laughs) guy, and I like him. I like him. I like his wife, Elle, or Ellie, still not sure which one it is and I I must add it it didn't fit in the tweet guys I must add Myers Leonard also wanted to order some pasta so on the menu there was a spaghetti bolognese he wanted a fettuccine alfredo so he asked, he's can doing you this just-, just so that he could say these dishes with that weird affect that he's so trying. Yeah, by the way, it, it, the, by the I mean, way, his Italian words are his Italian right. words are not even correct. It's not bolognese; it's bolognese. No, I mean I said spaghetti bolognese. That's not even correct. <laughs> but it's a bolognese. Bolognese. But it just is bag of bits. This has nothing to do with Meyer Leonard's order, and it has nothing to do with what I wanted to talk about. But he's just got this bag of bits today, and I can't get out of the way of it. All right, well, go ahead. Really, just, no, just really just quickly. read the menu from Olive Garden. Just do that for this segment. Read the Olive Garden menu. Really quickly, I mean, he wanted at the Grand Destino Tower, he wanted spaghetti bolognese minus the bolognese, just spaghetti Alfredo. And they, they couldn't get that done, so he had to settle for the chicken strips with honey mustard. I think it's well, fair, now, it's fair to point that out. When you say spaghetti Alfredo, you're talking about fettuccine Alfredo? Well, again, they don't have fettuccine. They had spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> so he would have had to have settled for a spaghetti Alfredo. And not as good as a fettuccine Do you know what Alfredo, Alfredo is? Yeah, it's it's the sauce, the sauce, the Alfredo sauce, right? Just right. Like What's the Alfredo sauce? That was my great uncle. But Al- do you know what Alfredo sauce? I is? I mean, we've all had a fettuccine Alfredo. It's the white sauce, heavy creamy sauce. Delicious. Right. It's a white. It's yeah, made, it's right? a heavy cream sauce. Right. Right. Yeah. 
All right. So he got, though, lobster bisque, had a, a burger bisque. medium with no tomatoes, right? chicken strips with honey mustard, right? and four Coors Lights. Four. I, I just don't see. Isn't he training? So four beers for dinner? Uh, he's the hammer, though. All right. Like, he's <laughs> the hammer. He can take down four Coors Lights. If you saw on July 4th, my man Myers can put those brews down. Now, I wouldn't go Coors Light. I would go Funky Buddha, if that's me, if you're asking me. However, sure, sure. Myers Leonard. Kind of a frat star still. I love it. He is the hammer. He takes down four Coors Lights with his meal. I also must add that he's not supposed to consume dairy. So his wife, Elle or Ellie, again, not sure which one it is, she was upset with him because he ordered a lobster bisque. He did say, though, that there was a little bit of dairy, but it sit well with him. It would sit well with him. If he wanted to get the the Alfredo is, I mean, heavy cream. Do you know cream is dairy? Yeah, it is. And again, he was not going to abide by the order set by Elle or Ellie. Again, I'm still not sure which one it is. (laughs) You're making wild assumptions here. (laughs) Like, I, I I don't know what you're doing here. I just wanted to talk about you being the food expert for the NBA bubble, and I don't know what happened. The Brooklyn Nets, they're close to a deal with super cool Michael Beasley. They have agreed, however, to a deal already. Yeah, starting with, with the Inter-Miami story? We had sports back in Miami. I think he's afraid now. He doesn't want you to yell at him again. Try that last I mean, a score. A score is important. <laughs> uh, uh, an update on the injury, that's I think it's important. Like, I don't think he's capable of giving you the score without giving you the minute-by-minute breakdown. Like, I, it's just too right. tempting for him. He'd rather Like, the avoid moment it. he starts talking about Inter-Miami, he's got to give me the upcoming Montreal <laughs> impact schedule, which I don't Big care game about. game tonight for them. Yeah, I mean, look, the New England Revolution <laughs> need to get off on the right foot in this tournament. Here he goes. The same could be said for the Montreal impact. They're looking to make a big impact here in Orlando. Wow. Here he goes. Inter-Miami did fall 2-1 to one yesterday to Orlando City to open up the MLS is back tournament. That was frustrating, by the way. Again, casual fan, but that was frustrating as hell because you've said for uh, so long that Orlando is terrible and that Miami is actually looking all right and the two losses that they started the season with, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and then to lose the game in that fashion, that was a, a real letdown. We forgot about Nani. Yeah. He's good, that Nani. Really good. Yeah. Former Manchester United man. Yeah. Portuguese. Yeah. Nothing else there, Hawk? No, 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 I got my part out. Oh, okay. Kawhi Leonard. He did not travel <laughs> with the Clippers to Orlando yesterday. He was given permission to tend to a family matter. He's going to join up with the Clips in a few days. The Heat did arrive yesterday, as we know, Myers Leonard in the Grandestino Tower. They have to isolate, and then tomorrow they begin practices. Is that different than Coronado Springs? No, so it's one of the it's new, a new wings. Right, it's one of the new towers I gotcha. at the Coronado Springs. Yeah, Gotcha. The ACC is going to delay the start of competition for all fall sports until September 1st. That won't delay the football season as it coincidentally – Right, conveniently starts September second. By the way, uh, Gino Toretta, former Heisman Trophy winner. He's he's corrected me on that before. He's not a former Heisman Trophy winner. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. Ah, like, is that's it, right. You know what I mean? Like you won right. the Heisman Trophy. You won the. Well, Heisman it's, Trophy. it's the same way how like people would still call Bill Clinton Mr. President. Like you're still you have that title. Well, forever. What, correct. Once correct. Certain uh, titles are bestowed upon you forever. Right. If you're a senator, you are always Senator So and So. We even if you've lost your seat and a Heisman Trophy winner, if you've won one you're a Heisman Trophy winner whether it was this year or you know 30 years later 
Los Marlins, their 2021 schedule was released. So they haven't played a game God yet bless, in 2020. Uh, God <laughs> bless everybody for being that? optimistic. They've been very optimistic, <laughs> yeah. MLB. They've been yeah. very optimistic. So if you are keeping count of a next season schedule, despite the fact that this <laughs> season has not even started, uh, and it's still, let's be honest, in doubt, it starts April 1st versus Tampa Bay, and they're going to end at home a three-game series versus the Phillies in early October. Wow. If uh, if you thought that a Montreal impact look ahead was bad, wait till Solana gives you the opening weekend for Marlins 2021 <laughs> before a single game in Marlins 2020 has been played. We need the NBA and NFL back so badly. <laughs> and this segment has been a testament to that. <laughs> Finally, guys. Please, God. (laughs) Hashem, if you're listening to me, I cannot take the look-ahead calendar for the Montreal Impact much longer. Finally, guys, um, here's a tip. Pub subs are on sale for $6.99 from today until July 15th. Does that include the chicken tender? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pub subs, chicken tender. The chicken tender pub sub. I'm sorry, Dono. Specifically the chicken tender sub. Right, right. I messed that that up. Yeah, thank you very much, Dono. And everybody, you're welcome. Oh, thank you very much, Solana. Love me some pub sub. I could go for one right now, throw some onions, throw some of that, not barbecue sauce, but maybe like wing sauce and some ranch. Pub sub's a little more affordable, especially since all of us seem to be a little more broke nowadays. Guy who I'm guessing is broke because he's had a lot of legal expenses and troubles in the past, if you know what I mean. OJ Simpson. It's his birthday today. I don't know what he's doing. I'm not really trying to get into it too much. He is 73. He recently jumped up on Twitter and gave us one of his famous OJ tweets. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. Well, uh, with all the negative stuff that's going on in the world today, it's nice to be able to talk a little football. And the big subject this week is uh, Cam Newton going to New England. Who would have thought it? I actually kind of predicted that uh, a few months back, even though I thought Teddy Bridgewater would have been a better choice. But Cam Newton is a true superstar. And if he's healthy, oh, my God, that would be just as impactful as Brady going to Tampa. Uh, a couple of my friends were saying he didn't seem – they didn't think that Cam was a Belichick type of guy. And I said, what does that mean, Belichick type of guy? Belichick like players. Over the years, he's brought in Hainsworth. He brought in Corey Dillon. He brought in uh, uh, Ocho Cinco Blunt. Last year, he brought in Antonio, uh, uh, Antonio Brown. So as far as Belichick is concerned, as long as you can uh, uh, follow the Patriots' rules and produce on the field, that's a Belichick type of guy. I don't see them seeing eye to eye and Cam's uh, sartorial choices, (laughs) and I doubt they'll be going through the same haberdasher, but hey, Cam Newton is a superstar, and a healthy Cam Newton is going to be big in New England. Uh, The other thing is, can they play without a crowd like golf and soccer? I used to say no, but I was looking some, something up, and you know that the ticket uh, prices only uh, reflect about 16% of the financial pie that comes in. Uh, uh, so, yes, they can go without uh, fans, even though I think they could still sell those suites. Those suites go from upwards of $150,000, and um, uh, the people who rent them uh, can better handle the social distancing. It would be their choice, less liability on the owner, not like people sitting in the stands with guys sneezing all around them. Anyway, I think we might have some football this fall. I'm just saying, take care. Hey, O.J. Simpson knows football. 
I'm going to leave it at that. I do appreciate him having somewhat of a positive message. And I'm just going to once again leave it at that. It seems the more I talk about OJ, the more trouble I could be possibly getting into. So I'm going to transition. Inter-Miami, of course, they did lose last night. And their schedule's kind of been flipped around because Nashville SC has dropped out of the MLS's back tournament. Now they're going to be playing July 14th against the Philadelphia Union, 10.30 p.m. And July 20th, 9 a.m., oh, Monday morning, NYCFC. So it should be interesting. Thanks for joining me. I am Dan Day, and this has been the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.